How about now, Dad? Yeah, I was about to say, sorry. <laughs> it's just, it's it's gotten, it's gotten to the point now where I just, I fucking love how hostile I can get. <laughs> it's like, I... All right. Shall we bring it in? Go for it. Welcome to Versus And, the show where we answer the questions that definitely needed asking. I am your quarantine lonely boy sleeping on a homemade bed of sticky buns, Brent Lacey. I am the fat sack of sad sitting next to your dad, David Holman. <laughs> I am your Trixie whiskey Netflixy boy, Nolan Lacey. Alright. I feel, I feel like you guys did way better than me without any preparation. <laughs> I, Hold I, on, you worked on that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so this is our first official post-COVID quarantine show. No, I it, the, during the, during well, quarantine. Yeah. Post 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 the beginning. Dur- inter our first inter inter quarantine show. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first sad one. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope it's not sad. I hope this is something that. Help people get through the day. Well, they're all they all turn kind of sad towards the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's that I was about (laughs) to say that is always 100% my fault. So, um, versus and we we bring you guys. Well, I was about to go to the other one. (laughs) On versus and we ask the questions that definitely need asking. And these days, with everybody being limited in their social interaction, I feel like uh, our questions might be either a little sillier this month or maybe just a little smaller in scope and scale i, I don't know do, do you feel like you, we're as a people we're like drifting further and further apart because we don't have any interaction we're all going to be speaking different languages by the time we come out of this or well so i've actually had a lot of interaction with people i've been doing a lot of like group zooms or group yeah. skypes or whatever uh, program people want to use um my biggest problem and it is also a question that that could be answered is what even is time anymore? My favorite meme that I've seen out of all of this is the Spider-Man meme, but there's seven of him, and they mm-hmm. all have days on their chest, and they're just because <laughs> that's how it feels. Someone will send me a joke, and I'll respond in what I think is a timely fashion, just haha, and they'll send me a text back like I sent that four days ago. <laughs> uh, whoops. Yeah. yeah. No. The uh, the day is now. Uh, split into coffee hours and liquor hours, mm-hmm. and sometimes, sometimes those, sometimes that's a Venn diagram. They shouldn't, a... but boy, oh boy, yeah. We we found ourselves on the weekend like, the fuck, do we do now? Like, yeah, there's no work to be done. I mean, shall we go on another walk? <laughs> My wife and I are lucky enough that we both are able to telework from home. Mm-hmm. And our big events during the day are changing scenery. So one of us sits in the office and one sits up front and then we rotate and then going on our daily walks. And then the weekends come and we both boot up our work computers and go, oh, wait, that's not what this day is. That's not and, today. And then we just get in the car and we drive until we're tired and we turn around. Nice. Oh, my God. Nolan. Yeah. We we do the same thing as far as workstations. We'll, uh, I'll work downstairs. One week, and my wife will work upstairs in the study, and then the next week we rotate, so we're not just looking at the same scenery day in and day out. Because yeah, it can be, it can be a little crazy making. I I have been mostly just sitting at my computer on the uh, the five days out of the week that I don't work, and I do a couple things that are probably important, and then play video games and pretend that I am popular enough uh, that I can get an audience on Twitch. So I play Not games. the games you play. Yeah, right? <laughs> Today we're going to play tic-tac-toe. But it's a mix of tic-tac-toe and pong. Chessmate, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Chessmate. <laughs> so you balance one of the queens on top of the other queen. <laughs> queen me. 
So there's this bit by Dimitri Martin about checkers. From checkers, I learned that a king is when there's a guy who looks exactly like another guy right on top of him. But life taught me that that's a queen. <laughs> oh my god. I I love his comedy and and one of my favorites is I saw a guy in a leather jacket. He looked really cool. And I was like, "Wow, that's a really cool guy." And then I saw another guy in a leather vest. And I was like, "Man, that guy does not look cool." <laughs> that guy looks really lame. And that's when I learned the secret to looking cool. Leather sleeves. <laughs> So here's a here's a quick question for you guys. Uh, again, my wife and I both have full time jobs, so we're we're still making income, which we are extremely lucky for. But we did get our uh, stimulus checks in, and I wanted to ask what you guys had been using yours for because since we have stopped buying avocado toast, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna go buy a million dollar house with our our refunds so like hot damn yeah. i just want to know what can, you guys are doing if you pair those up you could buy a tiger yeah exactly shit and you're in florida so oh they're here jesus christ cindy and i bought uh an oven because our old one stopped lighting uh and then i have slowly it's been yeah i i'm also on unemployment right now because i'm working 12 hours a week mm-hmm. uh versus 40 and so a, a good portion of that is going, you know, to us, but they've also upped unemployment in the middle of this crisis. So I got like $600 more than I needed. Hmm. And I just, I, I can't wait for Target to open you guys. Yeah. So I'm going to get Legos out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Legos in your ass. Yes. Oh God, don't get me started. So what we did with ours was started as local as we could get. So I got some friends who are musicians that, yeah. you know, it's tough enough for musician anyway in a thriving economy. Um, so some of my friends are doing Facebook live shows and nice. doing tips through Venmo. So we make a point to try to hit local. Uh, I have some friends that are in the food and beverage industry. So we try to order takeout from their place. You know, can't do it every day, but like we're trying to, we're trying to pinpoint where we're spending locally yeah. And then Tanvi's, my wife's work, has a program where they'll match your donation for specific charities up to a certain amount. That's awesome. And I think it's like uh, Feed More, the local food bank, YWCA, which is providing um, child care, free child care for everybody that's, that's still able to, still able and or required to work right now. Mm-hmm. So we're taking some of the stimulus and donating through them. Through, through her company so that they'll they'll double the, nice. the contribution there. I, I was about to say, I too have bought local in this because that's that's what it's for, yeah. this yeah. this stimulus check. But mine is, is a lot less selfless than yours because I just got like a, a $75 bottle of whiskey from a local <laughs> distillery. I mean, that's still local, local economy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're in a position to have to think what to do with it, then I would say you're extremely fortunate because, yes. you know, there, oh, there are a lot of people that like it's, you know, that money was already spoken for three months ago. Before. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I bought a couple of hundred dollars in gift cards to the theater that I like to go to. It's mm-hmm. it's a little two screen run by a, a local family and um, they're they're great. But I'm also in. As Brent and I talk on another show called Martial Parts that you guys should listen to as well because it's a lot of fun. I'm in a fairly small uh, martial arts community uh, for the HEMA community. And because of all the cancellations of events, uh, a lot of big SCA events have been canceled. So people who already made a lot of products expecting to sell it at events have had to just kind of eat their costs. So I know... um, I bought a couple of things online. Um, I know several other people have just, you know, they've they've wanted to buy something. So there's some pants or gloves or something that they've wanted to buy. And they've just gone ahead and and bought it from these very small vendors. And most of them make these things by hand. So knowing that you're supporting essentially artists, really, these these things are extremely intricate that they're buying is, is what it should be used for. So, um, you guys want to aim for like 15 minutes per person here? Sure. Sure. But Brent, 
you need to fucking start because what the fuck is sale frog? Should we bring it in like that? Please. Yes. Please. You have said, you've just <laughs> dropped it like a little, little mind dagger and it's just sitting you, there. You've, you just said, Hey, remind me tonight, sale frog. And then we keep asking what it is. And you're like, don't worry, I'll tell you. And well, okay. So here's and, the thing. Like this show is all about, you know, the nerdy and the geeky. And I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that like, as the oldest person on this show, I'm like the least, I have the least stuff to bring to the table. Yeah, no, we accept you're the you're the third wheel. That's so, fine. So anytime something happens that's mildly entertaining in my life, like, oh shit, I gotta remember that for the show. Because <laughs> I gotta have something to talk about. Because I haven't been doing anything. I haven't been reading enough comics. So in my kitchen, we have a door that goes outside to the back porch. And it's right by the sink. And you have to pass this door to get from the sink to the oven, the microwave, that stuff. So there's a lot of traffic back and forth by this door. Um, and it's a full glass door. It's a it's a wooden door, and most of it's glass, so you can see outside, right? Yes. Wood uh, frame, it, glass interior. Wood frame, glass door, yeah. And it's a pretty hefty door. I mean, it's it's an exterior door, so it's not like your in- interior doors that are hollow. It's got some, it's got some oomph to it. And usually we keep it closed. Uh, we live somewhat in the south, so... A lot of the times, you know, the temperature's a little too warm or humid. We don't want the bugs coming in. But sometimes we'll we'll leave it open, let the cats come in and out. But I'd say the majority of the time, it's you open it for what you need it for, and we close it when we're done. So one day, I'm doing dishes or something by the door, and my wife is outside tending to her garden. We've got a porch garden that's uh, growing bigger by the day these days because we're planting as much, as much edible stuff as we can. And she, I hear her ask, what is that? I said, what is what, sweetie? And she's on the outside looking back towards me through the door, through the the frame of the door, which is open. And she's looking at the door jam where the hinge and the door, where where the door hinges, right? That side. She says, what the heck is that? And I come and I I go on my side of the door. So now we're looking at each other through the little crack. And there's a little, there's a little blob in, like on the door jam. And I can't, it's a little brown blob. Is it door jam? And I I can't tell what it is. I mean, it it looks, at first glance, it looks like, you know, when you rip up old tiles and there's like that caulk that had been laid down and then flattened out. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that made me think that it wasn't that was there, I could see from one end, like four little toes kind of like sticking out from this blob. And so I go out to her end, um, and the only thing I can, like, it was it was a frog. Yeah. It was a frog that was, like, millimeters thick, right? And it, w- it had just been completely pancaked when the door closed. Oh, no. In between the door and the jam. And we thought long and hard, like, when when did this happen? This thing was mummified. So I have no idea when this happened, you know, because if you yeah. think I'm not somebody that goes around squishing amphibians, but were you to step on one, you would imagine there'd be a little squish or a crunch or yeah. And like, did we ever hear that? Because I that would have taken me aback if I heard that. Yeah. So the only thing I yeah. can think of is like in the short interim when we opened the door to take the trash out, there was this little frog waiting, just waiting like. Soon as this door opens, I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna be moving up to the big house, and the door opens, <laughs> and he jumps up, and then just bam, <laughs> lights out, just oh. dunskies. And all I could think of was that scene from the newest Judge Dredd movie when he's entering the mega city, and there's a bum sleeping where the giant blast door oh, yeah. falls, and as as Judge Dredd passes, the guy's begging, and he goes, "You better not be here when I get back." And then they go and they do their fight scene in the movie. And during that fight scene, some explosion or smoke bomb or something goes off in the mega city. And they have to shut the blast doors. And there's this guy sitting there begging for change. And then he looks up. And the last thing he sees is that door coming down just splat. Just right there. So all I could think of since we found that was like that frog must have been so happy to be getting inside. And then like immediately regretting his decision. Just like I almost oh. made it, and then just whap, lights out. 
Then nothing after that. And then it stayed like that for <laughs> it'd be like hours while he just like all the all the the juices secreted out and he just took the shape of the of the door jam behind the door there. So we got a little spatula and just peeled them off the back there and then tossed them into the <laughs> yard there. So that's sail frog. I was just about to say, is that the sail part? Is that you, you threw it and it sailed like a frisbee? We peeled him up and he sailed away. That was a lot more depressing than I was I was prepared for. It's also a little bit more disappointing than you made it <laughs> Like, I got so hyped up for this. I got so fucking psyched. I didn't say it was a good story. <laughs> I just said it was the most interesting thing that's happened to me recently. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Versus And, where we just tell you random shit. It's not interesting. It's it's just And then I stories. dropped a pancake and tied my and shoe. I, and then one morning I, I woke up and there was no toilet paper. I said, oh no. <laughs> and they took my shoes. My uh, copy of Microsoft Dinosaurs. So, so there's no moral to this story. I mean, it's you know, I'm going to keep, oh, I'm gonna keep opening doors and closing them just like I had been. But uh, I couldn't help but feel bad. Like one of those times opening and closing the door <laughs> just obliterated this frog. So... We have a ton of lizards in Florida, and mm-hmm. l- luckily we haven't squished any like that, but they get into the house all the time. They terrify the dog. That's the, that's the scariest thing that could happen. Little tiny yeah. green lizard getting in, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have two cats, and one was a street cat for a little while, and he is a hunter, but he's a very unassuming cat. He just, he's, he's, my, he's my little biscuit boy. He is great. I love him. His name is Gary. He's the best cat. And the other one is kind of a shit. And his name is Waffles. But he's never been outside. But he thinks he's this amazing hunter. So when a lizard got in one time, the the boys decided to start playing with it because they're cats and that's what they do. And uh, Waffles actually got to it first, but he got its tail. And so it popped its tail off. And the tail started wriggling in its mouth, and Waffles looked like he, like someone had just come up and punched him in the gut. Like, I had this. What? How did it get away? I don't get it. <laughs> and like his eyes were wide, and he was very confused. It was, it was a sad situation because Gary saw this and immediately <laughs> killed the lizard. Like he looked at the dumbass and was just like <laughs> wrong end, and just went and pierced its throat. And then just like looked and started snacking on it. I was like, no, okay, all right. I couldn't get it before the tail came off, but now we got to throw <laughs> it away, guys. Like, can't have yeah. dead lizards in the house. Thank you. Did I already tell you guys about uh, D'Artagnan, my brother-in-law's dog? So Sydney and I were dog sitting for Andy and Tara. They have this dog who's like a Shiba Inu, some other kind of dog mix. Um And he is, they had this big yard, this huge yard near downtown Houston. He was so protective of it. He was so stressed all the time, just running around. Got to protect the house, protect the house. One night we let him out. I'm already asleep. Cindy's letting him out for the last time. She's the last one to come in. And she just hears him barking like crazy. And she says, what's what's going on with him? And I was like, I don't know. Sleep. So she goes out. Dart is staring down this possum. Mm. Just barking at it, staring at it. It's cornered up against the fence. It's hissing. Cindy sees it. Dart makes eye contact with her, looks back at the possum, goes right at it quickly. And just one snap of the neck, like just, just, just shook his head once that thing's dead. He drops it and he walks back inside. Didelphus marsupialis. What? That's the Latin. For possum? Mm-hmm. For possum. Great. I'm glad your boys will take care of a possum. My cats will let a possum up onto the porch <laughs> and just look to the side like the UN looking away from North Korea. <laughs> like, I didn't see nothing. Did you see anything? No, I didn't see nothing. No, I didn't see anything. Mm-mm. Look, if... Look, if we saw it, we have to fix it. Okay? It's, 
just you didn't see it. It's like the last person to see the cat puke is the one that has to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Savannah's parents, my wife's parents, have a schnauzer, and she hunts uh, moles really well. She's a really good mole getter. And she goes after squirrels, anything that comes in the backyard. Same, same kind of situation. And every once in a while, we'll let Thor hang out at their place if we're going on a trip or something, because he adores their dog loves her she is like the biggest thing that could ever happen to thor he just looks at her with these just goo goo eyes like pepe Le Pew kind of you know his heart bulges out of his chest and his eyes stick out yeah um so one day thor is kind of losing his mind and that my wife's parents are in their house cooking dinner and they hear thor just like Losing it, just barking and howling and running around, but they they can't see magic and they can't hear magic. The dog, the other dog. Okay, cool. Not like fireballs. To begin with. Yeah, I was yeah, I was yeah. about to see. No, and I haven't seen magic in years. They can see magic. I know it's it's weird. Can I don't you know where Savannah lost it. <laughs> so Savannah's dad goes outside, and Thor is just looking at him like, "You got to help my friend. You got to find my friend." And my father-in-law hears this barking and and yapping and and rumbling coming from a general cacophony yes yeah so thor leads him over to his shed and his shed is just this little like five by five shack in their backyard little tiny thing so he hears magic just screaming and barking and, and hitting the floor and stuff so he gets a shovel and he starts digging a hole and he's worried that she's gonna get bit or get hurt so he just reaches in and grabs the first tail that he can and yanks oh, it out. Oh, no. What he That's grabbed... That's dice. I know, I know. He grabbed the possum's tail and pulled it out. That's a net one. And he, Well, so... <laughs> attached to the possum was magic. Mm. The problem is, magic is much smaller than the possum, so she's not doing anything to this thing. So oh, he holds man. it up. Who's biting who here? So he's holding the possum's tail. Mm-hmm. Following down the possum attached to its throat is magic. So this oh, possum's boy. having a bad day. The possum's yeah. having a bad day. <laughs> uh, the, the other part is that magic chews on her tennis balls so much that she doesn't have points on her teeth. Oh. oh so she's oh. just sitting there going crazy. And, just, and the possum's just like, what the hell is happening? This is this is just so annoying. I had Pilates mm-hmm. at six. I, I was digging my hole. I was eating some garbage. It was a nice day. Uh, but my father-in-law's favorite part of this this whole ordeal is as he pulls the possum out with magic, being a hunter, he looks over to our dog, the pit bull, and Thor did a Scooby Doo, just the yoinks. And his feet like skidded, and he didn't the little, move. The little and then xylophone he, move. He, he, yeah. And then he ran through their their screen door. He ran no. through their oh screen door. Oh my god! <laughs> like like a fucking cartoon. Very good. So, David, what have you been doing to stay sane these days? Uh, I have mostly been playing Dark Souls and playing it on Twitch. David, I said pr- I said staying sane. Uh. Have you guys ever read this book called The Necronomicon? <laughs> um, only backwards in Latin. <laughs> That's the only way to read it. So what's yeah. your what's your Twitch handle? We'll get that out there on the sh- on the show. Stag underscore horn. Mm-hmm. Staghorn was my first uh, favorite D and D character name. As hold on. As a side note, can I can I tell the audience my first ever D and D character's name? Yes. He was an orc bard, and his his name was do 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 da 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 and that's that's all he ever wanted to say to them did you find his sheet <laughs> i know i don't know where that sheet is i was i wish i did but i i haven't i haven't found it so david playing dark souls on twitch which one at staghorn uh so it, here's the thing brent uh for a while i was playing two mm-hmm. and then i died in a very frustrating way and i was like damn it i'm not playing this anymore i'm too mad mm-hmm. so i was like i'm gonna play a different game and went to dark souls 3 totally switch it up here switching it up i still want a hard game but i just don't want this hard game anymore right. And now I, I think I'm going to be stopping that for a little bit. I'm thinking about picking uh, Saints Row the Third back up because it's it's like Grand Theft Auto if Grand Theft Auto had a sense of humor. 
I still think Saints Row 2 is, uh, if not my my top favorite game, in my top three, easily. Yeah. I oh, adore yeah. Saints Row 2. Mm. I... Uh, I might actually look it up, Nolan. We we might need to see if Saints Row Three still has online servers up, and if it does, we we might need to get you that. When did this come um, out? Is this an older game? Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It came out 2012. Mm. So, like, I I haven't been doing a lot as far as like anything interesting or or cool. I've been like playing video games. If I'm not streaming, I'm watching Community on one screen and playing. A game on the other. Ugh. Uh, what? Two screens at once? Yeah. Ugh. That's no, it's that's great. that's nothing. I'll have my work computer open and my personal computer, and I'll have my phone in my lap, and I'll have two different headphones in. All right, now that's that's psychotic. It's just yeah. like information overload to just see if I pick up fucking anything. If I'm and watching a movie and my wife starts talking to me, I'm like, I can't do two things <laughs> in one screen. <laughs> we can talk. Or we can watch the movie. You get to pick. I will do whichever one you want, but you have to pick it's, one. So the only way I can do that is if it's something I have watched the ever-loving fuck out of, like American Dad, Community, BoJack Horseman, you know, things like that. Sarah Plain and um, Tall. <laughs> <laughs> have I already... Hold on. Have I already asked you guys about this? This was something one of my coworkers said. It, it re- involves uh, being in the shower and needing to shit. Nope, haven't heard that one. <laughs> cool. So, my coworker, you, you had my attention. <laughs> yeah, but you now have you my have my curiosity. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, the way around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, he asked me, "Hey, David, what kind of guy are you?" And I was like, "All right, what's what's the options?" He's like, Non-racist. "You're in the shower." Yeah. No. <laughs> Start there. He yeah non non race he's Vietnamese so it's it, it's that's not the way it's gonna go he knows um, he says if you're in the shower and you need to poop what do you do do you and he gave me two options and neither one of them was get out and sit on the toilet he sunk me into a trap right there he- yeah that that was I was like what the fuck uh, he says. Do you shit in your hand and throw it in the toilet? Or do you just poop in the shower and like waffle stomp it down the drain? And I have so many questions. Yes, yes. And I said, neither. I do neither of those. I get out because I'm an adult. No, if and... you're an adult, you would have planned accordingly. <laughs> yeah. And you wouldn't be in this predicament in the first yeah. place. You know your pooping schedule. You would not get yeah. into the shower. Who gets in the shower and goes, oh, wait, <laughs> I fucked up again. <laughs> this is oh the third God. time I, this week. <laughs> I just, here's the thing is, is the only thing I can think of is like, if you're in a situation where you're in the shower and you suddenly need to poop, it's not one that you can catch. All right. <laughs> it is. It's like a job interview question. Like, have you ever, been, <laughs> have you ever tried sugar or meth? well no no what so it's it's more of like when's the last time you did math (laughs) a yesterday (laughs) no matter how you answer Mm -hmm. it's wrong yeah he proceeds to make me feel like the weirdo for not doing either of those that's some jedi mind tricks right there yeah so it got to the point where for a week I was asking a lot of my friends this question and they all gave me the same reaction I gave him. And I was like, As I'm not should. crazy. Yeah. So I felt better. <laughs> what answer did he give you? What did he say? I think he said waffle stomp was his, his method here. Here is the thing. He did not say one was better than the other. He said it like a preference. Like, do you put, <laughs> do you put, peanut butter and then jelly on top of that or do you put them on separate pieces of bread do you scrape like, the sail frog off the door jam or do you just close <laughs> the door and let it sit there for another six months what do you whoever see a sail frog first has to peel it yeah whoever sees it first has to peel it do you, are you supposed to eat a sail frog in a quesadilla or like roll it up like a taquito sort of scenario 
if you throw it and it lands on the grill, do you make a wish? <laughs> Sail frogs always land buttered side down. <laughs> you guys, I on an under, on a semi-related note, I learned the secret to the butter side, you know, the butter toast, butter side down thing. Got some quantum mechanics Since, going on. We're going to talk about like string theory. No, no, no. Why probability no, doesn't work. No, fucking Nolan, no. The trick is the the secret is it's always going to land butter side down when you drop it, right? I mean, is it? Yes, it is. So just pick it up, drop it, and then butter it. Butter the side that did not go butter side down. This is some Schrodinger stuff, like. If I haven't no. dropped it, I don't know which side no. is buttered. Exactly. Yeah, so you drop it, and then, oh, okay, that's the butter side down part, so you butter the other side. But then, David, if you butter the other side, that's not the buttered side anymore. That's like no, some not, anti-buttered just, not, side. No, you already dropped it once. You're not going to drop it a second but, time. What kind of no, asshole if you, are you? If you drop it, and that is determined to be the buttered side, quantumly, if you butter the other side, it's the anti-butter side. And now you don't have butter or toast. I think the real question is, what happens if you butter both sides and then um, <laughs> I was about to say before then, uh, I, I was going to say, I can send you a picture of me standing on a scale and show you what what happens. <laughs> if you butter, you butter both, both sides. sides. <laughs> See, I was going to say it splits in half and then you have two new buttered sides and two new unbuttered sides. And you're in you're in the, the split toast uh, test. We're working towards yeah. spaghettification of your buttered <laughs> toast here. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's just butter toast all the way down. Mm-hmm. So, David, you've also been doing a lot of writing. Is this for our other, our, our sister show or for other campaigns in your D&D um, catalog? Uh, a little bit of both. I've, I've been working on uh, Good Better Quest. I've been working on a campaign that i'm playing with my family still because we live two blocks away i'm excited for good better quest cool. good better quest is going well so tell tell us tell the listening audience about our, our newest uh, so there's there's two new students one of which is uh, a tabaxi which is a cat person um usually only played by furries and mm. yeah nolan uh well i didn't want to fallen in love i i didn't want to point any fingers brent like <laughs> Well, no, one, call right now. no one had to know it was Nolan. <laughs> They'd never figure it out. They never would have figured it out. Who is that um, cheeky, sultry sound coming from the, the audio, if not Nolan? Uh, we have uh, a tabaxi gunslinger um, whose name is Yardy Dribblejaw. Um, and uh, what, what, what does he sound like, Nolan? He, I tried to make him sound as close to my Winston Churchill impersonation as I could, but I do not do a good Winston Churchill, so this is what you get. <laughs> it's it's like it's like Sam the Eagle <laughs> was Winston Churchill. Sam the Muppet Eagle. Duck The yeah. British way. Yeah. <laughs> the British way. Right. Any jokes coming up in this season about, um, you know, like why the la- why the large pause or something like that? Uh, Yardy hates that shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to drop a like. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and Yardy is immediately oh, yeah. gonna roll. I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just like as soon as someone says that, like Yardy's rolled initiative. Like it's time to go. <laughs> oh, some someone's someone's getting a, a blunderbuss in the butt. Ooh. Um, yeah. Introduce the other one. Oh, the the other character is one of me and Nolan's good friends, um, who I have known since college. Uh, her name is Kate, and the character she's playing is a, a half-elf bard, and his name is Cash Black. And he is awkward as fuck. He's he's like a reluctant bard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, like, from a listener's standpoint, I absolutely adore Cash. Like, oh, yeah, no, he's so lovable. Oh, my God. I Like, going back and listening and editing these episodes, just... I lose it. I lose it. Like, I enjoyed editing the previous season, but I can listen to these three or four times, you know, doing each pass and, like, 
I will still crack up at the jokes by the time I'm, I'm finished editing these things. I, I need to check with Kate, but like it, it feels more and more uh, often like he cash needs to be 18. Like he needs to still be in his teens. <laughs> he is um, a half elf. He is. He, yeah. You know. So episode one of good, better quest season two dropping April 27th, April 27th. So make sure to keep an ear out for that. I've heard, I've heard well, the first episode, episode and it's it's pretty good. I'm, well, I'm excited. This episode's this, coming out after that episode. Yeah. What? April it's April twenty first, my dude. So if you haven't listened to the first episode of <laughs> Better Quest, which came out back in April twenty first, you should go check it out because it, it it was really good. Yeah. St- All right. Still is. Still is. It still, <laughs> still is, is have would have been really good. No, it didn't age well. There were a lot of <laughs> There were a lot of references to uh, oxygen and the sun, and uh, by the <laughs> time this episode now. comes out, those don't those don't exist. That's one anymore. thing that is difficult about this balancing all these shows is like we know when they're going to be posted, but we don't always record them yeah. at a regular time. Yeah. So I know the first part of our season we're referencing GalaxyCon, but it like it already happened. Yeah, <laughs> our bad. I, I can't wait for the next one that we post. The next one we post after this. Where we continually talk about, like, we're, we're going to spend an hour talking about North Dakota. Mm. And by the time the episode comes out, North Dakota won't exist anymore. It's, it's just going to be a, a cloud of fog that when you walk through it from the top of South Dakota, you just wind up in Canada immediately. You know, like that fog wall that was in Frozen 2. Um, except you don't wind up on the other side uh, of a magical forest. You you just wind up in Canada, which I guess is actually kind of a magical forest. It will be the end of North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. South Dakota and the void. Mm. I mean, I've told you guys, honestly, that thing I just said was already my conspiracy theory about North Dakota in general. Do you know anyone from North Dakota? No. You fucking don't, because no one's from North Dakota. North Dakota doesn't exist. I for- Listen, I forget what everyone- show I, I was watching, but there was actually a plot line making fun of that. Where like, oh, no, no, it was a movie. It was a movie. God, what movie was it? Somebody was somebody was referencing like, oh, you have to say you're from North Dakota because no one ever knows anybody from North Dakota. <laughs> so this guy, they ask him where he's from. And he's like, yeah, I'm from North Dakota. And this this other guy goes like, oh, my family is a big ranch up there. Where did you live? And he like, oh, uh, he says like the only town yeah. in North Dakota. And he's like, oh, yeah, I lived on this street. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, oh, man. if any of our listeners happen to be from North Dakota, we're so glad to have you. Yes, thank you. Send for me your goddamn license. <laughs> send me your send me Prove your it. driver's Prove license. It. A picture of your driver's license. You can censor out the the number of the address <laughs> and the and like whatever you think is sensitive information. But you send me that, and then I'll send you a picture of someone who has clearly sent me a photoshopped driver's license. Picks or it didn't, Dakota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Pixar and didn't Dakota. Now, you know, people talk about birds aren't real. Giraffes aren't real. People don't Um, don't talk about that. Oh, no, they do. They absolutely do. Brent, people are talking about 5G uh, fucking and I was about to say teleporters antennas. (laughs) Don't give a whole different thing, David. David. Don't give him any ideas. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, those teleporters will be 6G. <laughs> you can tell, yeah. Anyway, Kate's been doing a great job on not only GBQ, but also uh, breathing new life into our social media presence. So if you yes. follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook at Final Plank, and it, you, you notice the uptick in the general uh, quality and consistency of our social media, yeah. that's not just because I all of a sudden got better. <laughs> no, he he will never get good at we, that. We brought in we brought in new talent, uh, a professional. And we're very honestly. appreciative appreciative yes. to have yeah. him on the team. Nolan, what yeah, if, I, what, I took up twenty minutes. Go for it. What Nolan. have you been doing to stay sane these days? So uh, I have been trying to learn new things. It's pretty 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 vague. Yeah, yeah, it is a very vague concept. That's how I get away with it. Post impressionist yeah. painting. Exactly, because when someone asks, I just go, I'm learning Sorting stamps new. from North Dakota. <laughs> so, uh, 
So uh, this week I actually found out that when I talk really quietly, I have an extremely disturbing voice. It's really creepy. It's really creepy. I found that out about myself. Didn't know that. Uh, I feel real bad for my wife when we're trying to be intimate now. Uh, well, but like she signed up for now. It. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize. I didn't. I never heard myself. People like talk me like who that. have to edit it <clears throat> for hours at a time. <laughs> but like, I didn't sign up for that shit. <laughs> I. I mean, like it took you until this long. You have mirrors in your house. Like, oh, David, why David, is that's this for no. light? Sound doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah, bad. That's why that doesn't work, David. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, if you talk towards uh, the mirror and then turn your head real quick, you can catch the sound right before. <laughs> I've I've been I'm, trying I'm to make sorry, bread. No. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, following that train real hard. Oh yeah, um, found out I'm bad at it. I'm batting about five hundred on actually getting it to rise. So, dude, just just make unleavened bread. No, don't. That fuck you, don't. I did that. <laughs> don't, don't do it. It's bad. It's real bad. I I tried to do that. It was called Johnny Bread. It was a, it was an 18th century recipe, and there's a reason we don't make it anymore. Do you get it from Townsend and Sons, or did you just look online? Yeah, exactly. I watch Townsend and Sons too. It's very interesting. Tommy doesn't get it. She's like, "Why are you watching recipes from it's the 1700s? interesting? Because like, it looks cool." He also inspired my recipe for grog. There you go. Nice. Um, See, it's not just but, me. Nolan, the the. I'm I'm glad to hear that you're also making bread because I wanted to. My brother-in-law is. He got me wanting to do it. The grocery store near me is out of bread yeast. Oh, Everyone yeah. is making bread right now. So, well, here's the thing. Do natural sourdough and you don't need to buy yeast. But you do have to buy flour. Yes. And well, lots yeah. of places are also out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually have a local bakery that is selling flour by the pound. And I've bought a couple I heard of a lot that. of restaurants are selling their ingredients because they have a different supply chain set up and they can still get the product but they can't sell it as quickly as they want that's really yeah. cool yeah so that I've, I've been using nicer flour that's i guess helped i don't know i made successful bread using that i have also so hang on before you move off the bread topic here's what you do this is what we did because tanvi also is on the bread train yeah and uh it's been getting better each time but the first couple ones were like bricks of pizza dough yeah. Uh, the the secret to fixing this is get good at making a creme anglaise. So creme on, oh. creme anglaise is uh, you take. I'd have to look it up. I don't have it memorized, but it's like <laughs> it's basically egg egg yolk and sugar and vanilla. And I, and I, I again I don't remember which order you go in, but it's basically like a quick custard. Um, I nailed it the first time I ever made it. So it can't, it can't be that. No, no, it's not me. It's just like it's an easy thing to do if you follow the yeah. steps. Uh, so what you do is if you have a batch of bread that sucks, slice it real thin, put it in a casserole dish uh, all gratin style, and just pour creme anglaise over it and then uh, steam that in the oven. Put it in a steam bath, and then you have this nice bread pudding at the end. Mm. So you can take a 1,000-calorie loaf of bread uh, that wasn't going to work and turn it into a 5,000-calorie... <laughs> Dish Dessert. of bread pudding. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind because uh, creme anglaise. Look at us. Creme anglaise. All right. Um, I well, I made an Italian sweet loaf, like a celebration, uh, lemon lemon zest and all this stuff, and um, I fucked up somewhere because it was awful. Mm, <laughs> Nothing yeah. about it should have been bad. It had craisins. It had. Uh, well, that's nuts. your first step right there. Oh, I like craisins. They're good. Uh, it had a lot of lemon zest. It had some lemon juice. It had all these things, and it like. It was one that baked properly. It came out right. The shape was right. It was a good bake. It wasn't too dense. It wasn't overcooked. It was good. It wasn't underproved. It, it wasn't underproved. It, it rose all the way up. It just was bad. So my wife and I each had a piece, and it sat there for two days, and I asked her if she wanted another piece, and she went, I don't think I could stomach another one. Aww. And I got up. And I threw it away because <laughs> I, I, yeah. I couldn't either. Like I, that was me trying to see if I could throw it away without offending her. <laughs> Did you guys see my Great British Bake Off spoof? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch good. it. No, it was very good. You got to check it out. If you if, if I do need to check it if out. If you've ever seen the Great British Baking Challenge on oh, BBC. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, we made a little 10 minute parody of it in our house. It started. We wanted one morning we got up and we wanted croissants. And that turned into, let's go get some croissants. That turned into, no, let's make our own croissants. 
which turned into, oh shit, let's film the Great British Bake Off making croissants, which ended with, croissants are too hard, let's do all that but with chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> no, I uh, I was literally about to make a, a British Bake Off reference and go, no soggy bottom there. <laughs> no, no that's, that's, that's a good bake. It's nice. It's crisp. My, I, I, I think I've said... To that. <laughs> I, I think I've said this before on the show, too. My biggest issue with the Great British Baking Show is the flavor profiles that they find good versus the flavor profiles that they find weird. Yeah. Well, the British. Because I I get that. But, like, a guy had a peanut butter and jelly donut. Like, That's that not was British. A, I know, but the, it wasn't even that it was like, mm, this is very American. Paul ate it and was like... I don't think it works. I don't think those flavors go together. Yeah, Donut. Well, half a million six-year-olds got something to say about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Trust removed, um, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, dude, any, anytime anyone puts any kind of spicy anything, even just a little, I'm just going to put a little bit of paprika on here. Oh, the paprika in this is very spicy. Oh, it's it's a little too spicy. Why did the British go to war in India to get spice if they weren't going to fucking use it? <laughs> well, they knew all you, you they would be set for generations at the rate they use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, fair. So no one even bacon bread, what else? Uh I've been playing through multiple zombie games because it's the apocalypse, so might as well have some fun. Uh, get some training in. Might as well. I've been playing through Resident Evil 2, which I put down to play Killing Floor 2, yeah. which I've now put down to play Left for Dead 2. Left for Dead so, 2, I like that one. Why 2? I, I just was going with the 2 theme. I did actually just buy Left for Dead and Left for Dead 2. So okay. just I'm just rolling on the zombie train. Like I know they're kind of out of date games at this point. Like zombie games oh, have been done to fun. death, but like yeah, I like the I like the horror game genre, which doesn't really get made a lot of anymore. I also like the wave format games, which are either tag on to like bigger shooters or what is a not... wave format game? So like uh, you are in an arena and you have weapons, and they just like send round after round of enemies mm. and it increases every time but you have like an ammo depot that you can go get bigger guns from these are like the 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 arena challenges in borderlands oh mad moxie's uh uh murder dome there's a bunch of them but like each time you go in that's it's just the harder. main one i i think about yeah it's like the uh, arena challenge in fable mm. no one, a lot of a lot of horror games came out last year Name one. Hunt Showdown. Name five. Man of Medan. Uh, Last of Us Part Two. Technically, Resident Evil Two was a fucking remake. Days Gone. Metro Exodus. Someday you'll return. Uh, Name three more. Uh, the Sinking City. Five World War years Z. Later. <laughs> Name two more. Name six more. Name one more. <laughs> I, yeah no they've actually been doing a lot more there was a period of i don't know probably like 10 years where I, like resident evil 6 and outlast were the most recent oh horror yeah. games that you could think of and then like resident evil had a couple of spinoffs that were not good and then there were a lot of silent hills that were also not good and then there were a couple of other indie games that were kind of meh and um, once Resident Evil 7 came back out and showed, like, people want to play these games. And if you do them well, all of their money. And I, I think that over the last three years has really rebooted people's developers' interest in it. Because people haven't really lost their interest in that genre of games. They just stopped making them. 7 was the one that took place in a swamp, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, that totally different That one was done amazingly. Yeah. That was so different. Great game. Did you, did you guys play through the Fear trilogy? I no. I did not, but I know you did. Did you play any of them? I didn't. No. So they're real creepy. Um, they are first person shooter, and they utilize that slow motion technology. Yeah, Max Payne. Yeah, Max Payne sort of thing. But it it goes from like first person shooter to like creepy jump scare, kind of like how Half Life Two goes from like army bad guys to like zombie alien bad guys. Yeah. 
Um, so that is creepy as hell. When I was in college, I lived upstairs above somebody's garage in the vaulted, what would be an attic. So the, 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 the walls met at the top and there was no attic. So right outside the wall slash ceiling was the roof. And I would sit up on my um, computer late at night playing Fear where you're being chased by the Alma, Alma the zombie ghost girl, whatever. Yeah. And squirrels would jump from the tree down onto the roof and run across the roof no. right by my computer. Really got the really got your heart rate up while you were playing. It was good. It was good Ugh. stuff. That's that's the thing. I like I like these kinds of games. I like being scared, but I'm also like the biggest scaredy cat. Oh yeah. Um, I no, play in the too. middle of the day. You agree with that pretty quick, David. Yeah. No, I I sorry. I well you're for right, one, right, yeah. yes. I have been I have I have been around Nolan when he plays these games. Um but for two, I am also like this. Um Well there was a time I was like Doom Three had just come out mm. and I was playing it online with a friend and they stopped talking for like five minutes. And like I was low on ammo, it was late at night, was trying to figure something out, and like Something charged out of a door and I screamed. I woke my mother up and my fr- I just like threw my headset off and could just hear him laughing at me, <laughs> freaking out about it. Nice. Yeah, that was that wasn't a lot of fun. Dude, I started playing Dead Space uh Ooh, when game. my Yeah. Game. My parents were out of town and it was the first time I had ever been left alone while my parents were out of town. So I decided, yeah, I'll get this game. It looks cool. I had no idea how fucking terrifying it is. You got to walk around with like a circular saw in your house when uh, like what? Oh, oh yeah. Have you have you never played Dead Space? I have played Dead Space. That was never a thought that occurred to me. Like, oh, I should definitely well, that's, power tools. That's well, that's the whole thing is that Isaac yeah. is a uh, he's like a technician. So mm. all he's of his tools engineer. are like bolt guns and saws yeah. and things. Hmm. Fucking good game. Scary. Oh, God, that was like the scariest fucking game. Oh, yeah. No, that that was... I never I finished mean, it. I felt so powerless. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think anyone can finish it. <laughs> I, I don't... I, like, one I, and two, it, you should play through. Three was not good. Hmm. They added microtransactions after they developed it. So it's, What the hell? Yeah, that was like one of the first big games they did that to. It was bad. That's why they didn't make four. Talking, talking about... Should I stop? I have interrupted Nolan so many times. I'm I'm taking I, away from your thing. I do have one more thing that I want to talk about. Go for it. Uh, so a lot of my work is just reviewing documents and reading legislation and like writing up permits and stuff. So I, I can that's why I listen to podcasts so much, because like spoken yeah. word is a lot easier to digest than like my heartbeat starts getting up when I have a good music playlist or something going on. Hmm. So I listen to a lot of NPR or like While just people working? talking. Yeah, I can't yeah. do words while I'm working. Um, if I have to be real involved in the grammar of what I'm writing, I can't either. But most of this is copy paste or I'm just looking for parts of legislation to reference in an email to like help with a permit or something. So there's not there's not a lot of thinking. There's a lot of just moving parts while I'm working. Uh, I found this guy who I'd love to get a shout out on uh, YouTube. His name is Baldermort's Guide to Warhammer. And I know nothing outside of I've listened to probably 40 hours of this guy talking in the last couple of weeks. And he's got this this voice that I can only describe as like an old British mine worker who smoked a pack of cigarettes every day, like 10 packs, 10 packs of cigarettes every day. It's very deep. And he's got like his plosives are not very deep because everything else is very it's just gravelly and dark. So when he starts talking about like. Horace Lupercal and the Luna Wolves, he always brings up quotes. And after he finishes a quote, he he ends all of his sentences by going, end quote. (laughs) 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 But like he does, he starts off with like a short story that I don't know if he's just reading from the Black Library or if he's written it. But then he gives a deep dive as a narrative into the topic that he's talking about. So it's really engaging and really easy to listen to. What's and this again? Who is this again? Baldermort's Guide to Warhammer. And if you just look up Baldermort, B-A-L-D-E-R-M-O-R-T in YouTube, it's it's one of the first ones to pop up. We'll and it's put a the link first in the one. description here. Yeah. And um it's just, oh man, he like so I, these, listened, these are not audiobooks, these are commentary on Yeah, yeah. And he he has little um 
not expository, not narrative. What's it called when like an a a, a journalist get exposition? Expo- no. He when put a journalist get what? You put your own thoughts in editorializing. Editorializing. Um, he editorializes in some of these, uh, like very meta. He'll be talking about the you know the master of mankind and all of these things, and then he'll start talking about the actual board game. And then he'll just jump back into how, like, the Adeptus Sororitas are the most deadly killers in Warhammer universe, and people just underestimate them all the time. But when you put them on the table, they are just a great thing to look at. And it's just... Okay. Uh, it uh, It's great. I mean, like, he he is one of those channels that, like, when I put it on, I just, I, I just go to his channel page and hit start on the last video that I was listening to. Just keep going. Let's check it out. Yeah. He's, uh, like... Don't listen to him over us, I guess, but listen to him in an adjunction with us, like, and also. <laughs> now, but, yeah. quick question. I don't know if, if this is related at all, but you sent me a link to a zipped folder. You bought a bunch of the audio dramas from the Black Library. And all that. Yes. And I, and I tried to figure out, I've been reading the paperback copies of the Horus Heresy, and then I try. I ran out of the ones I borrowed from you, so I tried to pick up where I left off. But it seems like the audio dramas are not just the Horus Heresy read in audiobook format. They're different stories, but there are some titles in that audio drama library that overlap with an actual book from the Horus Heresy. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of confused and befuddled. I need to do my research. I would like to listen to them in order. I know at the end of the day it doesn't matter because it's like 60 books that are all describing the same two years. Seven. Seven, okay. But still, <laughs> I'm not quite sure where to, where to pick off. So I have, you sent me like 25, 30 audiobooks. Yeah. But I've been I've been trying to figure out, I think I need to do more research on like the Black Library online to figure out, is there an order to these? Because they're in alphabetical order because it's on a Google Drive. Yeah. Yeah, I need to do that too. I I bought them with the expectation of beginning to listen to them, and then I looked at my Audible library and realized I had like twelve credits that I hadn't redeemed, mm. and then I bought a bunch of books, so <laughs> they're a little bit further down on my playlist. So I I've got like fucking five hundred hours of audiobooks to listen to, which is a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you didn't think to get Name of the Wind or Wise Men's <laughs> Why would I ever do that, David? They're awful books. Ha ha ha. I'm gonna come to your house. <laughs> not, I'm not in the near future. Shit in your bed. Yeah. Not, I'm gonna not shit in your shower soon. and then nah. waffle stop it down the drain. I will walk 500 miles and I will walk 500 more and I'm putting it into Google Maps to see if that will actually. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of Versus Anne, where we wasted an hour of your time asking the questions that. Definitely needed asking. Um, I've been your great British Brentoff, uh, Brent Lacey. <laughs> I've been the man who's never shit in the shower, Nolan Lacey. That's good. That was a good one. <laughs> and I am looking forward to walking the 1,028.7 miles to shit in Nolan's bed, David Holman. Excellent. So if you want to listen to any of other shows, uh, look up. Final Plank Media on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to finalplank.com to see all our episodes, uh, or you can search for the names of our shows. Uh, Versus and Good Better Quest, After the Plot. We also have a new show coming to you this summer, Martial Parts, the podcast where we talk about different parts of martial arts. Uh, what else are we bringing? Do we want to talk about our other, um, our other tabletop show that's coming? Or... Uh- yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep no. that under wraps. Okay. Yeah. But there are exciting things in the works for our listeners. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next month. Bye. Bye. Versus And is produced by Brent Lacey, Nolan Lacey, and David Hallman. Edited by whoever feels like it this month. Theme music is by Kevin McLeod. Links to additional music samples are provided in the description. Versus And is a production of Final Plank Media.
Y'all let me know. Sorry, real quick. My neighbor has decided now is the time to whack weeds. So if that, if you start hearing that, let me know. I can't well, hear What are you going to do? <clears throat> Stop whacking those weeds. Stop whacking them weeds. I'll, I'll, hey, you weed whacker. You whack somewhere else. Me, just let me know if it happens and I'll like make some commentary about it. It's like, sorry guys, I decided to shave at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>